My friend Ryan Payton is joining me today on the show. It's been too long, my friend, and you guys have been busy over at Camouflage. Congratulations on Iron Man VR launching on a platform that doesn't require a tether. That's amazing, <laughs> that could, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it couldn't have been an easy thing to do, though, because it was obviously built for a different VR platform altogether originally. Was it a difficult process to bring it over to the Quest 2? Well, yeah, first of all, Nick, it's great to be reconnected with you. I mean, you, you and I go way back, and uh, I oftentimes think about the, the cool work that we did together on Metal Gear. Uh, Me but too. To, to answer answer your question, uh, you know, we're we're so proud of the work that we did with Marvel's Iron Man VR to bring it originally to PlayStation VR. Yeah. And I was thinking about this this morning. It's that we wanted to deliver the ultimate Iron Man experience and pair it with the, the strengths of VR. The headset with the is a nice pairing to the HUD of Tony Stark, right? Totally. You got like the thrusters coming out of the motion controls. You can ground pound, you can rocket punch, you can shoot out of your palms. We we knew that that was going to be a good experience regardless of the platform. But with, with PlayStation VR, it, it, it did have some limitations. It has that cable. It has the, the move controllers that weren't really necessarily designed for some of these things. Yep. Uh, and in a, in a handful of other things we'll talk about, but as a team, we just kind of like, kind of like Tony Stark, we just kind of blasted through those issues and we made the best experience we could with on that platform, I believe. Yep. And then when the conversation uh, arose uh, within Meta that, hey, what if you what if we like we could partner with Sony and how about we bring Marvel's Iron Man VR to Quest 2, which would allow us to go even further and like kind of deliver that pure experience of not having to worry about the cable, having uh, the really, really responsive touch controls that they have, having the SSD drive so the, the load times are lickety split and having those 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 cleaner and more uh, more recent lenses to make the game just look a lot more crisper. And, you know, we we knew it was going to be a tough project because there were some obviously limitations with a less powerful hardware. But the team yeah. just just jumped in uh, and and went for it. And uh, I, I guess, uh, uh, you know, I think you might find this anecdote somewhat funny is that, I mean, you know me well enough. I'm a pretty optimistic guy. I'm like, yeah, we could we could do anything. Come on. But we surveyed the team. Uh, before, like, just as we were getting started, and we asked that we asked the developers uh, within Camouflage, do you think we could bring this game to Quest Two? Will it run properly? Will it look good? And most of the team was basically saying, "I don't, I don't think so. I'm not convinced. <laughs> I don't know if we could do it." Yeah. And so then it spent, we spent months rallying the team, showing them that, it's, that it can work, and not only can it work, it can be really, really good. And by the end of it, everybody was just like excited, rallying behind the project extremely cathartic experience launching this game we're so proud of awesome. how, uh, how the response has been and, and uh, how it plays on the platform awesome i i remember playing the game on playstation vr i live streamed it and reviewed it and i had such a great time with it i think it's a beautiful uh you know crystallized homage to the iron man property and you really do feel like you're in the the armor and the boots of iron man but yes, I got tangled up in the cord and the cable and the move controls would uh, lose their access to the machine. And it just became a little bit frustrating because you just couldn't ever escape into the experience. Now that the game is out there on the quest, all of that is put away. And the minute that you start to turn around with the headset on, it is so freeing and such a wonderful kind of representation of what VR can be. The game's been out for a while already on this platform. What's the feedback been for you guys and what's the reception been for the game? Uh, well, it's it's been, like I was saying, like a, a very like cathartic experience because when we when we shipped the game originally for PlayStation VR, uh, we woke up, it was like Christmas morning and yeah. we're like, oh, what's what's under what's under the what's going to be under the tree? What kind of uh, re reviews are we going to get? And we got some incredible reviews, like perfect scores and people saying it's a masterpiece. Eventually, the game would go on to uh, get nominated for Game of the Game of the Year Awards uh, at the game at the Game Awards for for VR. Uh, yeah. We won other VR Game of, Year, of the Year Awards, but it was also it was paired with some reviews that really with where people really did struggle with getting into the full experience. It was and some of it was really truly on us. It's not just the hardware's the limitations. It was the load times were too long. Load times are um, hard. Yep. You know, and that really takes you out of the experience in VR when, you know, it's not easy to like when you're playing a normal kind of flat screen game, you know, you, you're playing and if there's a long load, you could, you know, you look at your phone, you could kind of look around. But when you're in VR, you're just kind of watching a load load screen and that's <laughs> yeah. not the most uh, compelling experience. So we we woke up that morning, I think, with like kind of mixed emotions. We wanted yeah. it. We thought it was going to be just blowing everybody away and it, and it didn't. And some people were were yeah, getting um, kind of hung up on the, on the hardware and for good reason. Uh, some of the frustrations, I understand. Yeah. So being able to come back to the title, 
have it like a second shot at it, bring it to the Quest 2. Uh, we had uh, a launch gathering uh, on, on, on the day after launch, so November 4th. And it was like a, like a, an incredible therapy session where Aww. we felt like when we saw <laughs> just how warm the reviews have been, which, you know, on an aggregate site, we're about an 87 right now, which is incredible. Yeah. Um, the, the team, like there's just hugs and tears and like, yes, I think people kind of finally can appreciate the creative work that we put into the game. Totally. Because a lot of the hardware restrictions are just there. Like you said, they kind of vanish. It was, a, it's kind yeah. of more of a pure essence of what we created. We're in a very interesting inflection point now with VR, aren't we? We're, we've got the new um, Quest Pro device from Meta and the PlayStation VR 2 is about to launch. But I also feel like there is this appetite for more and a little bit more of a feeling of, okay, prove it from the community and from the gamers out there. A little more hesitancy, I think, than even when the Quest 1 was launched and the Quest 2, I think, picked up on the on the uh, the coattails of that. Of course, Meta's in the news for all kinds of tough reasons right now. Um, but what do you feel as a VR developer, what's happening in this space and what should people be encouraged by and excited by? I'm encouraged by the fact that I think that VR as a medium, as a technology, has really graduated to a really important next step in terms of mainstream acceptance and proliferation. Yes, uh, and, and thanks the, and the to the Quest 2. Thanks to the Quest 2. Thanks yeah. to PlayStation VR. Yes, absolutely Half right. Yeah. Thanks to Half-Life Alex. Thanks to Valve for putting the, that effort into that game. It's amazing. Yeah, I think totally. that the fact that you are not asking, is VR a thing? Is VR going to be a thing? It's more how where, how is it going to get even bigger? How is it going to be better? Like what's yeah. what's what's next on the horizon? To me, it's yes. an indication that as 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 a member of the VR kind of development group, we've graduated. But it's one of those things where you don't get a real pat in the back when people say, "Hey, uh, nobody's asking if uh, VR is going to be a thing or not anymore." Now they're asking. They, they, they kind of recognize that VR is good, and <laughs> but how is it going to be even better? You don't yeah. get a, you don't get a word for that. But I think it's a really good indication that. Things are headed in the right direction, and um, there's a lot to celebrate. Listen, there is so much incredible work in VR, and I'm amazed by it all the time. And, and you know, I, I take a look at everything, and I play all kinds of stuff. But every time I dip into VR and I play it, I'm just encouraged by the imagination and the sort of Wild West attitudes of developers out there. But you have just worked on one of the biggest properties on planet Earth, thanks to the MCU. Um, and it's an it's a unabashed success. But... Um, there isn't a lot of that, the, these licensed properties that are, you know, games based on things that people are familiar with. And I've been saying for a long time that we need the Star Wars stuff. We need the Marvel stuff. We need these characters and these properties in this space so that people don't have to take any extra leaps. They can just go right to content that they're already familiar with and be blown away by the creativity of the development team as your game allows, as Star Wars Squadron did as well. Squadrons did as well. It, what What's it gonna take and what's it like working with these big license holders and these, the, these caretakers of these properties that I think anybody that's a fan of the technology of VR, that's one of the first things that they're going to think about. They want to fly X-Wings. They want to be Iron Man. They'd love to be Spider-Man. Are, are the license holders coming around and what's it like to work with them? And where does it go from here for this kind of product? Yeah, I, th I think you're right, Vic. I think a big part of the next step for VR is, is that I believe it will have even more acceptance and more mainstream success. I think yes. a big component of that is making sure that yes vr delivers on that fantasy on that full immersion of being in these in these worlds many of them the worlds that you've wanted to be in and these known yeah. ips these massive ips right and and you mentioned a few i think good successes uh, up until now that really helped uh you know i'd like to think the iron man vr <laughs> contributed uh to that to that conversation oh, 100%. when we when we launched our playstation vr but you know you also have you know star, star wars immortal uh, vader immortal on, on on the quest uh series which i thought was cool you've got star wars squadron you're talking about um you know the, the rick and morty uh, vr game is is, is is super fun and you're, you get immersed it's it's short but it's really really good and there's yep. in half-life having a huge sequel right. for vr is i think <laughs> brought, brought a lot of attention however i think there needs to be more and yeah. uh, we, and I think that's probably what's why Sony's bringing their huge franchise, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, Horizon. to PlayStation yeah. VR with their exclusive 
built for VR game, which I'm excited to play. And I'm also, I just pre-ordered my PlayStation VR 2 uh, earlier today. And I'm already thinking about, man, how, like, how can I set aside like three days of just in darkness <laughs> uh, where nobody interrupts me, where I play Resident Evil Village in PlayStation VR. In VR, through. yeah. I'm right. very excited because I'm a big Resident that, Evil fan. So yeah, Resident Evil 7 in right. VR was incredible too. And that, that I think that, yeah, I mean, and I think it dovetailed on on uh, people picking up the PlayStation VR for the first time, right? It was like, oh my God, okay, this, and and that's kind of the thing. It's, it's, I mean, it's low hanging fruit to think about these huge properties and selling people on them. But I think the history of the video game industry is so tied to these other you know properties that people are familiar with the superhero titles the turtles the uh, uh and the licensed games all through the ages batman arkham is an excellent example and and the yeah. arkham vr example was cool but also not iron man vr you know not that next step are you feeling like this also proves your work now proves out that there's going to be more opportunity for you as you know someone that's running a game studio are you seeing people that have the keys to uh, these incredible franchises coming to you guys now with some you don't have to reveal if you're not ready oh, to yeah, but no, no of course yeah uh no absolutely we we were honored that we you know our, our our door gets knocked on, uh, you know, frequently about, hey, what do you guys think about doing this? Or can we bring this to VR? It's 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 one of the the great privileges of working on a massive IP, as you mentioned, like Iron Man, right? Yes. Because I think the team executed really well. We showed that we could respect the the the, the source material, deliver that pure fantasy of you know being Iron Man in VR, and how, and how can we extend this experience that we had? to other IP, to other experiences, right? So those are conversations that, that are not only ongoing for our studio, but I'm, I'm hearing and seeing a lot of other really exciting developments um, within Wicked. within Meta as an organization um, about how we can kind of uh, continue to take this uh, to, to, the, to the next level. Awesome. Yeah, I think we're beyond the idea of just, you know, launching a movie and there, there being like a VR application that celebrates the movie. We, we got to move past that. We have to have- I think we're past it. Experience. I think we are. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Great. Yeah, that's fantastic. We well, also what's encouraging in this story, particularly, is the fact that PlayStation partnered with Oculus uh, or with Meta and uh, put this together. Um, and I imagine Marvel made the, the Kumbaya moment <laughs> yes. happen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, which is great, though, because I think one of the other challenges that VR and you can correct me if you, you think differently, but I think one of the other challenges is that we have this other, you know, uh, console war that's happening with VR and exclusives tied to platforms when it's still a burgeoning medium. It's still a medium that needs growth and it needs adoption. And, and there's so much good software. It should, and most of it is, but it all should be available across the board. And, you know, I don't know if this will happen, but PlayStation is publishing on PC and, uh, you know, Xbox is already playing with PC and with Quest now with uh, the Game Pass adoption, which is awesome. But can we see something like Horizon, which is going to be a big title for PlayStation VR 2, be ported to Quest? Or is that a several years down the road thing mm -hmm. that might happen? It's, it's you know, I'm just a lowly developer uh, now within the larger meta organization. So, you know, this is just just my opinion, right? Not like a yeah. kind of like from on high kind of well, uh, you're, thought. You're also a caretaker now of this medium. You've been, uh, you know, a front line VR developer now for half a decade. For many years. Yeah, we're, we're actually yeah. Like really old school now in this yeah. relatively young and, and nascent technology. Right. But we look the there will be articles like playstation vr 2 versus quest 2 which of course there will you yeah. buy and that's yeah. that's natural because there is competition but there's i think what with the fact that marvel's iron man vr as originally as an exclusive title that sony fully you know funded and supported and then their 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 willingness to work with with oculus studios to bring the game to quest 2 i think is an indication that there is a lot of still love and respect between those two companies. And, right. and I think there's a, and again, I'm, I'm just speaking my opinion, but I believe it's part of a larger initiative to yeah. just help VR become a bigger thing. Cause it's so cool. And we want to, people want more VR content. They want to see more success. In fact, there's a lot of um, quest two titles that were announced for PlayStation VR two um, that are coming out next year, like Demio and like, um, uh, uh, Demio was Shunab. amazing. It, uh, demo is a really 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 great game and yeah. uh and tales from the Ga star wars tales from the galaxy's edge uh, has also right. been announced 
And so it's really cool to see that kind of um, kind of cross pollination of, of these titles kind of going into different platforms. Well, uh, I know you're excited about PlayStation VR, too. I am as well. And um, Quest has put out a more professional leaning product with the Pro. Uh, but what's your take now on tethered or untethered? You know, like, are you concerned about the tethered element of PlayStation VR 2? Or is there still a future for tethered VR? Or do we need to move as a, a you know, a VR industry to, to more standalone experiences? I believe long term for VR to have mass ad adoption, I think uh, a, a wireless untethered experience is is essential. Yeah. However, and, that, and that's why I love the Quest 2. I love I love just jumping into that putting thing it on yes instantly just getting into the experience and not have to worry about my environment yeah um, like resident and, evil 4 on the quest 2 was sublime it was just shouldn't have worked it's, <laughs> it was a crazy idea and it was so freaking fun right yeah well yeah one of the best vr games last year highly recommend people check it out uh in fact yep. if you buy a quest 2 i think you this holiday i think they have a campaign where you get it for free basically which is crazy which is amazing um yeah. and but that being said i do think that there is value in having a high spec seated experience uh for vr which is what what playstation vr offered for me when i was playing resident evil 7 which is one of my right. favorite experiences of all time but i played it with my butt on my couch with the controller still yeah and i was still very immersed but it, i don't think that's like it's not it's probably being tethered is probably not the best experience for all types of games but for yes. games like resident evil i thought actually it worked really well and i'll probably be doing the same thing for village when i played on playstation vr too yeah and i played um uh, Star Wars Squadrons through PlayStation VR, and even though it was on every other machine, it just worked really well on that, and that's where I finished the game. That's where I played it the most. That's a good one. And another one, I actually, think is Tetris Effect. I don't know if you played that in VR, but that's yeah. when you don't need to play Tetris standing up. You sit no. down, you relax, but you're fully immersed in VR, and it's a beautiful experience. And you can, it's it's great on Quest too. It's great on PlayStation VR. I just caught the uh, the thrill seeker video that's blowing up all over the place, and and he had some pleads for Mark Zuckerberg and the Meta Universe and all that. But one of the things that I thought was pretty interesting about that was this idea of PC VR being kind of uh, in the rear view. It looks like at from Meta, and then that got me thinking: is couldn't there be technology? Let's say Iron Man VR could run off of pc v like a, a great pc a hyper powerful pc i know that you can wirelessly connect the meta quest 2 and and there's all kinds but it's not as easy and seamless as it is to just put the the, the quest 2 on and i i wonder if there exists this opportunity to create that technology so that anybody with a pc or a mac you know especially with the new chipsets that the macs have right now to be able to connect a thing like the Quest 2 instantly like that and then have an improved wireless experience. And if so, do you like that idea? And and could there be a, a fit maybe for Iron Man? I, I love you. You, you. you have a, one of your talents, I think, because you could put yourself in the shoes of developers, right? And 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 that's and this is the kind of stuff we think about all the time when we think about future technology and we think about how can we continue to push VR forward because we're doing... I mean, if you play Iron Man VR on Quest 2, I think you'd be, anybody who plays it would agree, like the game looks pretty darn stunning for, especially considering it's on a mobile mobile chipset, like pretty, like all, all credit goes out to the team and, and the hardware makers. Like, I think they did a great job with Quest 2. But you think like, how can we go further than this, right? Yeah, is it, and yeah, one of the ways you could do it is today you can have a good good PC next to you. You can hit that that uh, Quest Link button and, and wirelessly stream Alex, Skyrim VR, whatever's on PC VR, there's a lot of great PC VR content, and stream it to the Quest 2. That is my preferred way to play PC games these, these days, uh, PC VR games these days. However, it's not as seamless as I think um, that that you know you're, you're suggesting. So, who, who knows what the future is? One of my favorite, uh, one of the things I look forward to every year is when John Carmack speaks at the Connect conference and just goes <laughs> off for an hour, like completely unfiltered, and he does talk about this, like how can how can streaming, how can offline um, uh, rendering be help make these experiences more robust? Is that something that we can explore? Um, but I think those are really mainly just conversations because we're just so focused on the fact that, yes, Iron Man VR looks great on Quest 2. Our next title looks great as well. And there's still a lot of performance to squeeze out of these out of these chip chipsets. Oh, yeah. No question about it. And I, 
I, I think what the challenge is, is that VR has had a an interesting route. It hasn't just been like a uh, you know Moore's law kind of thing. There is I, there's been this comfort route, and there has been this technology route. You know and I've been lucky enough to kind of dabble with all of it, you know, and and play with all of the stuff. And I do just want these amazing experiences. I do just want them. And then I also want them to be state of the art. And I also want them to be um, uh, not gatekeeped, you know, or, or with the, whatever the word is, you know, like open it up so that people wh whoever picks up a headset, no matter who makes it, can have access to all of this incredible content. We're getting there, though. I do feel like we're getting there. And not just in VR. I feel like we're getting there with the games industry, too. I'm reviewing uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales on the Steam Deck this week. You know, like, that's right. It, it's such a weird business now. It's very different than it ever was. It, it, you have such a passion for the industry. You've been doing it for more years than I have. And and I have. Uh, but, I, you know, I'm, as you know, I'm super passionate as well. Right. And I think one of the fun things about our jobs is that it's not the games industry is still very volatile and very there's lots of interesting things that you can't predict to happen it's um, defining the, itself you know like the steam deck who would have ever ex expected that yes. to be a thing and now portable pc pc gaming that looks and feels great is a thing it's that's yeah. it's really surprising right and then for vr as well it's not you can't predict where you couldn't have predicted where we are today five six seven years ago because we didn't know that motion controls were going to be as important as they were. We yeah. didn't know that that yeah, resolution is important, but that the lenses are arguably more important or the, how much periphery you have is really, really important. We're, uh, we didn't think that uh, wireless at the beginning was going to be so pivotal to the experience that we would sacrifice performance for ease of use and mobility, yeah. right? Yeah. So these all these learnings and for those of your for your viewers, your listeners that, uh, you know, picked up lots of different VR headsets, I don't know. I find it really fun to see the technology just move so rapidly, right? But you you got to be okay with like uh, you know a little bit of volatility and and, and knowing that hey, it's not going to be it, it's not going to be as stagnant as maybe how how console gaming has become, where it's yeah each each step is is fairly predictable at this point, right? Yeah, there is this sort of generational shift every single time, and there is stuff that you can kind of sort of plot for. But I think the Quest Two was the great um, disruptor. You know, it came in and it showed that it, you didn't need, uh, you know, to be the most powerful beast out there to provide the most incredible uh, escapism, you know, and it's it's really a, a wonderful device. And, you know, it's really brought a lot of people to the medium in some really cool ways. Um, in, let's talk a little about camouflages path oh, sure. through this, which I think also is uh, equally uh, circuitous and and the path was very different, right? Because you guys started as an indie studio making mobile games, I think, to begin with. That was sort of the first sort of look. And then you brought Republic across a bunch of different platforms. How did you end up in VR? And and now is VR the, the only path forward for camouflage? Or are you thinking about other things for the studio? Well, we you know, we had a fair share of ups and downs as, as as an independent studio over the, so those eleven years, uh, and yeah. you, you were you were a big part of those those early years, especially when we did Kickstarter for Republic, and I had this vision of having a high quality story driven content for smartphones, uh, which really was really a very very important concept at that at that point, and I really totally. bet the farm. I mean, I literally bet all of my savings, my liquidated 401k from Microsoft, all of my stock, my, my, my folks, as you know them, uh, you know, they supported us. And 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 really, we, we, we started from nothing and we grew the company um, to, you know, at its at its peak, about 85 people. Uh, and 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 that was but we did that despite never having a, a, a huge hit. Uh, yeah. and, and what that meant was because we didn't have like because Republic didn't set the world on fire, we had to continue to flow with the with where the where the industry was taking us and take mm -hmm. opportunities as they came we went from mobile to republic becoming a big ps4 title with gung-ho and then we went to cloud streaming uh battle royale of a game oh, that right. never came out uh yes. never announced to me panicking and finally and then the team while i'm trying to figure out our next project the team is off experimenting in vr because they're enamored by the technology and right. i was able to parlay that into we can do a huge VR game with Marvel, with Iron Man, eventually with Sony. And I paired that that together. 
thinking that after this project, what's next? Like, are we going to do a big PlayStation 5 game? Are we going to do PC or what are we going to do next? Right. But a really pivotal thing happened to, to me and the company on the mm. eve of, of launch of Iron Man VR for PlayStation VR. And that is a few local leaders of big game companies in Seattle came to visit Camouflage right on the right on the eve of the pandemic starting. And uh, they just wanted to come by and say hi, check out Iron Man and ask me what was next. And I told them, hey, we've got these different opportunities. Oculus Studios is also interested in working with us on a VR game after we finish Iron Man. And uh, and and I said, I didn't I didn't know what to do yet. I'm kind of thinking about it every day. Like, what's the best path for the company? And they just kind of laughed and dismissed all of my concerns and said, why would you pivot your company again to work in this <laughs> red ocean of PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X games, high-spec PC, where you guys haven't lived in that space, it's super competitive, and you guys are awesome at VR. Why yeah. don't you guys double down on VR? You just Why learned you everything become, about VR, right? You just you have this did the crash course. Advantage, yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. like, yeah. You're way ahead of the curve than anybody else. Like, yeah. What, why is it? Why are we even talking about this? It was basically like the this funny and dismissive conversation that we had. Uh, That's great. And, uh, and I walked out of that meeting. Okay, yep. Calling up, calling up Oculus Studios. Like, let's do it. Like, we, yeah, we're doubling down on VR. We're going all in VR. We love it. We were really great at it, and let's make it even better. That's, That's awesome. Doing. That's awesome. Um, when can you tell us what's next? You know, we don't. We actually don't have a a plan for exactly when we're going to announce the next game but you know it's been yeah. in development since the since we we wrapped up work on marvel's iron man vr for playstation vr yeah uh, and we continue to work on that title even though a lot of work was done to bring iron man to quest 2 and but yes. we were not able to do that if it wasn't for another development studio that i'm not sure if you're familiar with they're called endeavor one some ex microsoft and valve uh friends got together and they've been I, I did VR some behind the scenes not. with those guys yes i knew i do know those yeah no they're, they're amazing great. like yeah great team so we we were lucky enough that they were available and we called them up and said hey uh, can you help us bring Iron Man VR to Quest 2 this holiday? And thankfully they were super into the idea. So we leaned on a lot of that team, um, who's also another Seattle-based uh, organization, to allow us to kind of keep our main team focused on our next project while we supported uh, Endeavor 1 to, to bring to bring this game to life on Quest That's 2. That's fantastic. Okay, so um, Camouflage started as a Seattle company, but you are in Japan now. You're back in Japan. You had a long run in Japan. Now you're back in Japan. Is Camouflage in Japan too, or what, what, do you have two studios? What's happening now with your company? Yeah, we we were so focused on Seattle. That's you know that's where we were we we're growing our studio. A lot of great talent there for game development, right? And sure. and I love being in the office. I love the energy of being in the office. And people would ask like, Hey, can I move to another part of the world and I'll work remote? And I was like, Heck no! Um, this is how we make games. We do it all in the same roof. Just get we get just that's what we're doing. And then the pandemic hit and right. and then we just like a lot of other companies we saw that yes it's it's hard to be disconnected it's hard not to be with people but there's also some advantages too uh mm -hmm. to allowing people to have that flexibility and so what really happened during the pandemic is that so many team members from camouflage kind of scattered to the four corners of the earth myself included mm -hmm. where I, I was on vacation in japan working remote during the pandemic and i realized that not only is this working this might actually work better because mm. when the team in Seattle and then the team in New York finishes the, the build for the day, it gets uploaded to our source control. I download it in my morning here in Japan. I review the content, then notes, it then goes to our friends in Europe who start fixing things or start addressing things or start building things. And by the time New York and Seattle wakes up, they have notes and some bug fixes already done. And they just, all they had to do was go to sleep, right? And so there's a lot of efficiencies for the way that camouflage has been structured now. So yeah, we're, we're, we're all over the place. And we're also, uh, you know, we're excited that as of, uh, I think in October it was announced that we became part of Meta. So camouflage as a studio still exists. We're just now part of as a first party studio as part of Oculus Studios and able to continue to, to work the way that we've wanted to work. Congratulations. That's awesome. Um, and you. so where where is HQ then the the sort of base of of uh, camouflage? Is it in Seattle still or is it in Bay Area? You know, so we have an office here in Japan and it's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a small office and it's a uh, it's it's uh, but we get a lot of great work done. Me and my uh, and my, my colleague here, Matt Walker and a good crew. Uh, we get a lot of good work done here. But I, I think if you're going to ask the team, the, the heart and soul, like the base is still in Seattle. That's where the majority yep. of our staff is. 
and and I and I return there quite often to kind of just check in with the team. And that's where we have our big gatherings and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we're, we're home, home home base is still in Seattle. But your home now is in Japan. That's right. Again, again. How how again. how is it for you returning to the country that you fell in love with and? had so much great times you know and tough times working on all the metal gear stuff that you did out there and the adventures you had before what what's japan like now to go back to to live there again you know it's i i i hope i hope you and your and your listeners and viewers find this interesting but to me i think it's it's fascinating to have worked here in japan under two extremely different circumstances yeah, uh, my, I really got my start in the games industry, as you know, working as a producer on Metal Gear Solid 4 and other titles within Konami. And and I fully embraced that, you know, how I just fully integrated over there. And yep. I worked like a like a like a hardworking salary man that we call it say yeah. over here. Right. Where, you know, pretty rigid uh, structure and, you know, in the office every day. And we just made games kind of like old school style. Right. And and I had a boss and I had a boss's boss and all that kind of stuff. Then I go away for 15 years and I come back and I've got a company, I've got a game that I'm directing, I've got, uh, we're working remote uh, and I'm living in Japan, but I'm still, I'm able to like run this company the way I'd like to run it. And it's it's kind of like I get the best of both worlds. I get to have the freedom, the creative freedom, the kind of the more of the flexibility that sometimes like some like more Western focused companies have, like because some yeah. less rigidness, but still able to still be able to enjoy and take advantage of this incredible country of just how beautiful it is, how pleasant the people are, how great the food is. I mean, it's just I get the best of both worlds. I feel very blessed and lucky to be able to do this. I cannot wait to come back and visit you in Tokyo, my friend. It's been Please. way too long. Yeah, no, I love it out there. And my wife and and I have been talking about that. And our daughter hasn't been to Japan yet, so we have to make that a reality. So we'll yes, we'll definitely be let lo- me know. Looking, yeah, we'll we'll be looking you up as soon as we. Uh, can confirm that but we want to do it let's do I, it i have i have an interest yeah i have a perspective on this um uh you know obviously the pandemic's affected everybody but ep's always been on the road right I, that's one of the privileges that i've had is to go and visit studios everywhere and you're right there is something to producing material somewhere else and then sending it back and taking advantage of all of these different time zones you can be very proficient with that has there been any stumbles or hurdles or has it been challenged has it you know any any things that made you question your ability to keep doing that along the way or have you guys figured it all out and it's all smooth sailing now <laughs> I, I feel like everybody's still trying to figure out what the best balance is i don't think we're all going to go back to offices uh and 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 basically tell people no more remote work i don't think that's really on the horizon but i think right. still trying to figure out what the best balance is in terms of uh, providing that flexibility taking advantage of the fact that we can we can, in the past, we had basically, like, let's say on Metal Gear, we had 12 hours of time in a, in a normal work day where work was being done on the game. But yeah, if we fully embrace full, true global game development with remote, you can get 24 hours. You can double the amount of time right. that you spend on the right. game per day because if you think about these different time zones of people that are working on the title, there's so many great benefits. But it's it's I think it's impossible to deny, deny that when we get people together and we get into a room and we talk through things and we work through issues, uh, there's some real magic there that just doesn't happen uh, when you're just doing it over a Zoom call or something. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, it's really striking that balance. I think it's something that we haven't we haven't perfected, and it's gonna. And I'm I'm fascinated by the topic and trying to learn with everybody else as we try to navigate all of this. Yeah, no, I, I I am too. You know, I've also been learning a lot about distributed development because I've been um, uh, working with the External Development Summit here in Vancouver over the last several years. And it really opened my eyes that everything is distributed now. You know, it, prior to the pandemic, there was just so much sharing of responsibilities with different corporations all over the place. And that almost predated and, and got everybody kind of ready to have the pandemic in a way in the games industry because they were already doing that kind of thing. Um, let's talk about your. That's right. Yeah, let's talk about your relationship now with uh, with Marvel. Obviously, um, you know, you guys signed on early as Marvel Games was kind of uh, um, climbing to new heights. I think with the Spider Man titles and the That's announcement right. of Wolverine. Um, and there's the new deal now with Electronic Arts and stuff, but uh, it feels like Marvel Games has just been growing and growing and trying to assert their um, ambitions 
uh, and kind of mirror and, and emulate some of the, the wins of the MCU. What's your relationship with Marvel? How was it working with Marvel? And are you going to work with Marvel some more? So we 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 had an absolute blast working with with Marvel and Marvel games uh, on on the on the original release of Marvel's Iron Man VR. They were super supportive. I was worried and nervous going in there, thinking that they were just going to tell us what to do. And mm -hmm. you know that usually doesn't work well with a guy like me who's who's got you know a message he wants to tell and a game that we want to make. And it took me a while to to learn to trust but that Marvel was there to help and make and guide, but not tell us what to do. And I really. I really respected that about them and appreciated about that, about them, and and I should have known that at the beginning because uh, you know a good close friend of mine I, I know you know this guy Brian Interhar who's a director of Spider uh, Marvel Spider Man on PS4 wonderful PS4. guy yeah great guy he was telling me he's like Ryan it's gonna be great you're gonna love it right and but I, I didn't I didn't believe him at the time but it ended up being the case uh, and I think that you can see uh, with the with the titles that they put out there you know you mentioned Miles Morales is, is a really good game as well um, yeah. they've 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 just uh, yeah uh, Marvel Snap um yeah it's like there's so many really it's cool infecting the doing. universe right now i know they're making some great bets and i, I know they're really I, I, spider-man uh two or whatever it's going to be uh, finally called next year that's the thing i'm most excited to play i cannot wait to see what insomniac does with their spider-men you know in this next next year it's an Me incredible too, time to be a marvel fan it is and i think one reason to get excited about it is that in you have to hear me harp about this like my team has to hear about me harping about this almost every single day is that yeah. when you're creating something from scratch even with a known ip you as a developer you're spending 70 75 of your time and resources building things that aren't yet fun and you're just like building the scaffold and you're building the foundation for right. this thing and on top of that right. you got to make a really fun and polished and amazing experience right when you start from the beginning when you have an opportunity to sequel you don't have to do that. You can start with a very solid foundation and then focus on what can make it even better, which is why I think games like Bioshock, uh, Portal, um, Arkham Asylum, and 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 Insomniac Spider-Man are such incredible achievements because they that was their first stab at that game and it was so good as well. So imagine what Brian and that team over there are going to do with, with Spider-Man 2. That, that gets me really excited about next year as well. Me too. You know, like I think even about the old classic Spider-Man 2 game, which was so like the open world Spider-Man 2, which was such a mind blowing you know, revelation when we all played that back then. I know that the PlayStation VR 2 it's been announced that it's not backwards compatible and i don't know if you can announce or talk about that at all but is there going to be a way to play iron man vr if you've already got it on psvr2 or are you guys able to work on the development of that at all or i don't like what happens I, I, is it just a psvr game or can it be can it also be played on psvr2 so i'll be honest you know i'm i'm especially now as being part of meta being part of oculus studios i can really truly say hey we're we're i'm i'm now you know, fully dedicated to to Quest Two and 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 the, and the Quest platform, uh, the, the Quest platform, right? Uh, yeah. And I could be a fan of PlayStation VR Two. Uh, like I said, I, I pre-ordered mine earlier today, so I'm just saying, I'm just speaking from like from what I can tell, uh, from what I've been told, is that and what I read online is that yes, in fact, I don't think that there is true backwards compatibility for PlayStation, the original PlayStation VR titles for PlayStation VR Two. But the cheeky yeah. answer is that you can still play PSVR original games on your PlayStation Five. That's true. You just have to you just have to you have to just connect a PSVR with that special cable you have to order, um, which is, in my opinion, the, the preferable experience because the load times are faster. It utilizes the SSD, and you can play Iron Man VR on PS5. You just have to deal with the previous hardware. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I want to ask you all about what the future holds, but we can't really get into it. I, I guess what, let, talk to me about working with Meta. I mean, these are tumultuous times with Meta. There's no way to ignore it. It's all over the damn place right now. What's happening over there? Well, with the tech companies everywhere. I mean, I can't imagine people are uh, uh, thrilled about the uh, state of affairs happening within Twitter right now. Uh, but talk mm. to me. Talk to me about um, this transition to be being part of this larger organization and and what it's like to uh, to work with these groups. You're right. It's, you know, you wake, you wake up in the morning and there's sometimes some bad news about the company and some, you know, sometimes there's negative sen sentiment. There's, there's no denying that. Right. Yeah. Uh, and which I think is why I, th I find it so fascinating that um, for us as developers uh, and what we, what we focus on each and every day is a completely different type of thing. Our experience is completely different. And the reason mm -hmm. why 
I sold my company to Meta is because of just how incredible of a company and incredible amount of like the, in the in the people that we work over there has been has been just so amazing. I, awesome. In the in the eleven years that I ran Camouflage, we were ne- we were never treated with more respect and with more grace and with just more trust than 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 Oculus Studios treated us. Going all the way back to when we brought Republic to VR on the on the Oculus Go and on the Gear VR. Uh, which was awesome. a whole crazy project and i remember I, thinking when we did that project with them i thought i gotta figure out a way to work with these guys again like we oh that's great so, and so now that i'm in the uh, from the inside looking out i'm excited to to for when we have an opportunity to share what we've been up to because this oculus studios group is not messing around vic we've got yeah. eight amazing studios now at armature uh sanzaru uh ready at dawn twisted pixel uh, Beat Studios, Downpour. There's like so many great, great studios that uh, are building amazing content. Big Box, and uh, and the future is very, very bright. And so um, I'm, I can't wait for people to just you know see see what this uh, first party group is is capable of doing. That's awesome. Well, I, I, I echo your sentiment there. I've worked with Oculus right from the very beginning, and the people there have been amazing with me. And uh, I, I think also uh, patient with me because my beat isn't just VR because I talk about all kinds of other stuff, but uh, they've just been very generous and, and great with the time. And there's been some really great titles that I've been able to experience because of the investments that they've been making over there. It's incredibly impressive, you know, and I, I, I you know, obviously there's a lot of attention on the metaverse, but I think the metaverse doesn't exist if there aren't fantastic games to play. I mean, that's central, isn't it? I mean, video games, you can be a little reductive and dismissive about the importance and the value of video games, but you and I both know that they're pushing all entertainment forward, you know, and, uh, you know, they, they make Apple a tremendous amount of money on the on the App Store and Google on the App Store. And uh, there's just an incredibly important part of our entertainment consumption going forward. And crucial for the metaverse and i would imagine every level at at meta understands the value of video games over there i i think so and i think that's why you know you you you, you've seen it for years you've seen that it's not just this current conversation about metaverse it's not just about when we talk about immersive technology such as vr ar mr that games are pushing this thing forward before pretty much anything else right yes this is not an anomaly games push technology forward and it has since the big since the dawn of time when computers yes. were first running and you get GUIs going on what can we do with it i guess we can make some spreadsheets but let's make a video game right and see how far yeah. we can push it when, yeah. when it comes to gpus uh, high-speed internet when it comes to hdtvs when it comes to uh yeah graphics and rendering technology um uh motion controls like so many th- and i think that's what meta really really recognizes in fact mark zuckerberg talked about that in, in a recent interview he said hey gaming is a big part of what meta is doing because it helps push technology forward gaming has traditionally done that and i think we'll we'll, we'll continue to do that until i don't know the end of time I, I, there's, I mean, that's you and I have both built careers on this. You know, it's not just a, uh, it, it's not just a part. It, it, it's such a massive driver of uh, storytelling and communication and escapism. I see it in my ten-year-old daughter. Right, she gets on Facebook uh, Messenger for kids with her friends, and they play Roblox. That's what they do. That's how they chat. They they connect over a chat platform but they they connect through play and it's so important and intrinsic in all of us isn't it you know i, I would be we should get your daughter on here for to, to join the interview so i can ask her a question about the metaverse <laughs> because it's such a controversial topic right and so you know people have all different opinions about what it could be but yeah. i actually feel like 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 people like your daughter who are playing in roblox right now don't need convincing of a lot of the vision of what's being discussed about the future of the metaverse where yeah. people are going to connect online and they're going to make things together they're going there's going to be commerce there's going to be a lot of like kind of just like coexistence and interesting social experiences where people can express themselves and do all these things in game-like virtual environments it's happening right now in roblox it's it happening is. in vr chat right now it's happening in lots of pockets of the industry it's just where is this going to go i think the question is not is this a thing it's like how how big is this going to go well, and I think one of the chief challenges is how much it's locked off and how much of these brands and these characters and these franchises and these worlds that we're familiar with from other entertainment are um, 
you know, trademarked and blocked. Like there, it needs to be very open, you know, and, and maybe not as uh, fantastical as Ready Player One, but it, it certainly should be inviting and um, not not limited, you know, not limited to one group or company or whatever sort of saying it Absolutely. can only go on this way. I mean, Ready Player One was a was a, a great visual and everybody uses Ready Player One footage they in do. their YouTube videos when they're talking they about do. the metaverse. But I think we all came out, all of us nerds came out of that movie and went, well, that really felt like a Warner Brothers movie, didn't it? It was just all Warner <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> you know? and, and I don't think that is the, the distillation of the idea of the metaverse, right? It can't feel like it's just because of one big deal. It needs to be completely wide open. You're right. I think that's why companies like like Meta and, and many others like Epic, they talk about interoperability, about being able to take things that you created, things you bought, brands, IP, things you love, being able to take them from one world to another world. Uh, and I think that's a really, really important part of all of this. Uh, I couldn't awesome. agree more. Yeah. So uh, you, you've made uh, arguably, well, definitely one of, if not the biggest licensed game in VR. Um, that's driving people to the platform. And I applaud you for doing that. And I, I'm, you know, I know that the road to that was not super because you and I talked about this before. You had to pitch Marvel on your concept and it was everybody was pitching a Marvel or an Iron Man VR experience because it's just a perfect fit. But you got it and you did it. Do you want to make more licensed games? Maybe it's not your next one, but do you want to make more licensed games and, and bring some of these characters and these properties into this space? For me, the question isn't about, hey, should we work on a licensed title or not? It's really what kind of what kind of games inspire us? What kind of worlds inspire us? And what kind of stories can we tell? And how can we best utilize the platform um, to, to really lean into the strengths of that that core platform? So again, with, with Iron Man, it was like any dumb dumb could come up with a great pitch, right? Which is, yeah. oh, it's Iron Man. You got your helmet. You got the you got the HUD for the uh, for the headset. You've got your thrusters. You got the motion controllers. Uh, you can fly around, you can ground pound, rocket punch. It just matched really, really well. And for me, if there are other I, uh, IP or, or other universes that we believe can match really, really well with the core strengths of VR, and then it's a world that we as Camouflage can live in that allows us to do what we're all about, which is creating high quality, meaningful content, then we'll do it, regardless if it's an original IP or, or an existing IP. And so that's, that's really what we're all about. Awesome. What was the thing that nailed the pitch for you? What? How did you get the game? What do you think you guys <laughs> provided in your pitch that that uh, Marvel said yes to? It. So what? The long story short, I'm sitting in Jay Young's office, who runs Marvel Games, and 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 I said, hey, we're we. I know you want us to make a VR game for Marvel, so we just. I talked to the team, and we want to do Iron Man, and he just laughed at me and said, you could pretty much do anything else except Iron Man. I'm saving that for a bigger studio, more reputable studio, no offense, Ryan. And I said, okay, I understand. And I, I was thinking, I just want to do Iron Man. It's perfect. I just want to do Iron Man. So I said, okay, so for this other studio you're going to give to give Iron Man to, what would it take to for them to convince you that they're the best studio for that property? And he's like, like, I know what you're trying to do here, Ryan, but I'll, I'll humor you with the answer. It needs to be this budget. It needs to be a big budget. It needs to have the best pitch I've ever seen. And I need to play the best prototype of any Iron Man VR game I've ever played. And I played a lot of them. And I said, okay, Jay, I'll be back in two weeks with all those things. Wow. And he just laughs. <laughs> and so then I flew back up to Seattle from LA and I sat down with the team and I told them that I had the conversation and they just went to work. And within Amazing. two weeks we had, and we, I, was, I secured the budget. We had an incredible pitch that I was working on in a rental car while we're driving from Seattle to LA with the prototype in the back on a big PC because we were nervous <laughs> about putting it on the airplane. So sure. me and Brendan and Troy and Brendan's dog, Remy, on this in this rental car, driving from Seattle to 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 LA, knowing if we didn't get this pitch, we're done as a company. Oh Jesus. Wow. That was it. That was it. That, and that's uh, incredible. We set up shop at Marvel. I gave the pitch. And meanwhile, one of Jay's colleagues is in the prototype. Uh, we, 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 we threw him in there just to try it out, try out the game. Said he's going to probably play for a few minutes. I'm like 30 minutes into my pitch. I look over, he's still playing the prototype. He's got a huge smile on his face. That's great. And then, and then Jay looked to me and shook my hand and said, I think you got it. Wow. 
Well, congratulations, brother. I, I want to end this interview and I don't want to end this interview, but I, I want to end this interview with uh, uh, a recommendation or two uh, for games in VR, because I know you guys have to kind of keep your eyes on oh, everything yeah. out there. So um, maybe people don't know it, you know, maybe they haven't heard of it. Um, so why don't you give me a couple of game ideas that uh, that people should check out? Absolutely. So I think for for anybody who's picking up a Quest 2 this holiday, uh, you mentioned Resident Evil 4, incredible title. It's just pretty much perfect. It's an amazing way to experience that game. Uh, Tetris Effect, I think, is a really interesting and like, it's the exact opposite of Resident Evil 4. You're going to have your heart racing after our Resident Evil 4, but if you need to kind of chill and just take, take in the immersive technology of VR and just be there in this kind of like flow mind state, it's a really, really incredible game. And then lastly, I'll throw out um, a game that really surprised me last year. Uh, I'm not sure if you played it. It was It's called Song in the Smoke. It's kind of like what I call a caveman simulator built for VR, exclusively for VR. I think the team at 17-Bit did a fantastic job. Uh, I didn't know that I wanted to have a simulation of being a caveman uh, <laughs> until I played this game. And I'm like, yeah, this is this is, this is pretty cool. This, the wish fulfillment was there. I didn't even know I had that wish, and, and now I have it. That's awesome. Dude, I love speaking with you and I'm so proud Likewise. of you. And it's uh, it's been amazing to watch your journey and it continues. And, and uh, you know, I cannot wait to hear what's next. And uh, maybe we'll find a way to come out and visit you in uh, in Tokyo. And, and we'll, I don't know, sit down for another interview and you can tell us what you're working on. Well, I would love that. And uh, yeah, always, always around. Love hanging out with you. Just please extend my 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 um, my greetings to, to your wife and your daughter and uh and yeah, just keep keep it going, Vic. It's amazing what, what you've created and what you've built and continue to do. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to when we can connect again next. Big time, pal. Good to see you. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day and, and congrats on launching Iron Man VR on Quest 2. Available now. Get it. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Take care. Thank you.